Hello and welcome back to the Fast Heart Mar podcast. It's been over a year since I posted to this podcast. Um, I felt like things were getting too controversial and I was concerned that I was alienating people. If you remember, I started this podcast back in the beginning of the, po- of the pandemic because uh, all my gigs were canceled and I figured, well, I better figure out another way of making some income. So I started the podcast, and that was before everybody started fighting with each other about everything, um, every issue ever. So, I mean, we had some controversy with Donald Trump, of course, but I kind of stayed out of that whole debate anyway. But um, And then when as the pandemic went on, and I was, I was talking about what was happening during the pandemic, I started to get controversial, and then I started losing fans and friends and um, I hope some of these fans and friends will come back and we can re- reconcile someday. Um, but I just felt like, well, this is not worth it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep doing this. So I shut it down a, a little over a year ago. I think I did the last episode. But in the time I've had to sit and think about it, um, I feel called to keep doing this um, for one reason or another. First of all, I'm, I've been a folk musician for over 20 years. I always tell stories between my songs at my shows. And banter with the audience. I like telling stories. I like talking. Um, and I I feel like it's kind of my duty as a, as a folk singer and an artist to speak out a little bit. Um, and I, furthermore, I think my voice and my views are pretty moderate uh, and pretty mild. Um, I think there's a lot of extreme views out there these days where it's black and white, um, one, one way or the other, like... And then the middle ground is sort of being disappeared and squeezed out. I feel like I'm pretty moderate. Again, people would disagree with that, though. And I understand that. That's fine. We can have a friendly, respectful debate about it. We can have... That's what I'm about. Friendly, respectful debates. Even if we don't agree, hopefully we can try to find common ground. Um, I would like to say straight up. Uh, people sometimes misunderstand me lately for some of my views. I'd like to say straight up, uh, I'm not a white supremacist. I have nothing to do with white supremacy. And in fact, I believe in world peace. I believe all the races are equal. All sexes are equal. Uh, We might all be different and contribute differently, but we're all equal under the eyes of God. Um, Everybody should be judged only for the content of their character. Um, and so I just want to make that clear. I do believe in, in unity of all, of, all, of all people and all races. I do believe that um, we're one big family having a big talk about the elephants in the room right now. And everybody has to contribute to the conversation if we're going to change this for the better for all of us. And that's kind of what I believe I'm doing right now is contributing. Um, because I think so a lot of people are afraid to speak out and sp- say what they actually think these days. And uh um, and I get that. And uh, for those people, I'm speaking out too because I do have the luxury, the lifestyle I have chosen to live. I have, I don't have any children. I don't work for a corporation or that can um, fire me or whatever. So I have the, the luxury of speaking out and I speak out for those people as well. Which leads me to the topic of today's episode, which is the Star Spangled Banner, which is the national anthem for the United States of America. And I think a lot of people think now that I am some kind of white supremacist MAGA guy because I have embraced the United States of America more as this pandemic has gone on. 
And I think I've done that because I personally believe um, that the, there's some global elite people who have a lot of money um, and they want to take over everything, including the United States of America. And I do believe the United States of America might be one of the last bastions of hope for the world because we in the United States of America, we have everybody here. We have all races, all, all nationalities, beliefs, all coexisting, and it's a very powerful thing. And we are for the people. This, this country is, is for the people. We're ruled by the people. We're not tyrannical. We don't, we don't let the elites tell us what to do. We all tell them what to do. And we, I think the United States of America is a, a very important place right now. Um, I have certainly criticized the United States of America in the past, um, and I never really thought about the Star Spangled Banner all that much, to be honest. Uh, I've always thought it was a pretty cool song. I, th I definitely liked Jimi Hendrix's version of it. I thought that was cool. And growing up in the 80s, as I did, um, a lot of times the, the Patriots were really conservative. Um, these, these conservative people were very religious, almost like religious zealots, who were really much into censorship. And censorship to me, even as a young age, I was into music and rock and roll and rap. And I, I didn't appreciate the censorship coming from the conservative element of this country. And a lot of times they would wear the United States flag, which, which was fine. You know, I didn't like hate anybody, but I just wasn't into that whole thing. Um, but as I grew older, and especially now... I feel like you have the left side of the, of politics. They're doing all the censorship. Um, so, and I used to think I was on the left. I used to I used to always think I was like a liberal and stuff like that. And I think I really am still a liberal in the fact that I um, I want to live and let live. I um, am open to all walks of life, all opinions. Um, I want. I guess I'm just a really tolerant person. Um, I think I'm a very tolerant person. And that's why I thought I was always liberal and on the left. But as this pandemic's gone on, um, I, I, like a lot of other people I know, have shifted more to the center or even more to the right. So um, and that's, that's just kind of how I see it. And as time has gone on, the United States of America and the American flag has really um, given me a source of peace almost because when you think of the founding fathers of this country, if you can believe in that story, which I guess I do, I mean, what else am I going to do? They basically stood up for what they believed in. As far as I understand it, it was only about 6% of the population at the time in the colonies, I guess it would have been the colonies at the time, who wanted, to, who wanted a revolution against the British uh, against the British Empire, basically. So you had 6% of these of these people in the colonies against this huge empire because they were getting taxed without representation, taxation without representation. Basically, that's a form of tyranny. Um, and uh, that's these people, they weren't into it. They were ready to overthrow the government and create the government that they saw fit for all people. Um, so... What they what they did apparently was they signed a Declaration of Independence, and when they signed this document, I I have heard from good sources, when they signed this Declaration of Independence, they said we're basically signing our own death certificate, but we're going to do it anyway because it's the right thing to do. 
Um, and somebody like myself, I don't know why I'm this way, but that's how I am too. I, I'll do something that I believe in, whether it's like um, going to be easy or not. That's the way I am. I, I'm, I've done things the hard way my whole life, and it's not always a good thing for me, but that's just kind of who I am, and I can relate to that story. Um, but I think why the United States of America these days, um, especially like so when you sing the Star Spangled Banner, right? Uh, like when I play the Star Spangled Banner these days, I look around and some people are going like, hey, am I allowed to like this? Is that still okay? Or is everybody going to think I'm a racist, bigot, anti-science um, idiot? And then some people are like, you could see that they're disgusted that I'd be playing this or anybody would be playing the Star Spangled Banner. And I think they're very upset about the United States of America. Um, and that's understandable. I'll talk more about that in a minute. I, I, I don't... I don't uh, necessarily judge those people who are critical of the United States of America and the Star Spangled Banner. I think they have every right to be critical. Um, there's a lot to criticize, for sure. And then you have the other people who hear me playing the Star Spangled Banner, and they're really into it, of course, uh, which is really cool. And um, I'm, I'm glad, because um, whenever I play this song, the Star Spangled Banner these days, I'm playing it for the freedom of humanity, um, that's, that's what I, that's why I believe in this song, especially these days. Um, first of all, I guess I'll talk also about, um, the, the, how complex the song is really technically. Um, I'm not sure Francis Scott Key actually wrote the melody for it, um, and the chords, but whoever did, it's a brilliant piece of music that, that melody is not only difficult to play, but I feel like it's a very beautiful, powerful melody. Um, the more the more I study it, the more I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Somebody came up with this. Um, and I even teach it to my music students these days because I think it's a great way for people to learn music. Um, so, such a complicated melody. If you can play that melody, you can play a lot of melodies. As, I'll just put it that way. And there is chords to go to it as well. Um, and uh, furthermore about the song itself, um, apparently Francis Scott Key, um, spent a night in a fortress with these revolutionaries who were fighting the British empire. Um, that was, this fortress was being attacked all night long by about 200 British ships on the horizon, on, on the ocean. And the British had warned them the day before. They said, if you don't take your flag down, we will attack you. If you take your flag down, we'll leave you alone. And again, this is where I really relate to the story and doing what you believe in, even if it's gonna, um, if it's gonna be your demise. Um, they kept that flag up, man, and and they survived the night, uh, like two hundred ships. And I'll leave a link for um, a story about it. That they, somebody else did a story about the Star Spangled Banner recently on YouTube. I'll leave a link. His he's got a great uh, recap of it. But that's just a powerful story for these people, these revolutionaries, to be like, wow. We're up against 200 British ships on the horizon. There's no way we're gonna make it, but we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna keep the flag up anyway. And I just I just think that's a very inspirational story. Again, I'm open to the fact it's not even true. I think it is, but maybe it's not. I'm open to friendly debate. Um, so yeah, that's why kind of technically I like the song and the the story behind the song. Now. Now, let's talk about the criticism about the United States of America. And the two big ones, I think, are the the uh, the genocide of the indigenous people of North America, the American Indians, with the First Nations here. 
and also slavery of the the of African people, the slavery of African people in the United States of America. And these are two very legitimate criticisms of the United States of America, and I think probably the two biggest criticisms of the United States of America. I mean, we could talk about the Vietnam War. That's another uh, criticism of the United States of America, atrocious war. We killed thousands of our own people for nothing, and, and thousands of Vietnamese people. It was all for nothing. What a terrible war. And we could talk about 9-11 um, and attacking Iraq and how we killed a bunch of innocent people over there as well for some buildings that came down that we don't even know who actually did it. Uh, and, and Afghanistan as well. That Another terrible example of what the United States of America has done. Um, and uh, you could even say with this mRNA injection um, for C-19, I'm not afraid to even say it to get centered on YouTube or whatever, but you could even say uh, I could criticize the United States of America on that issue as well because um, people have lost their jobs because they the United States of America has allowed people to be mandated to take the mRNA injection. Um, and that's a failure, again, of this country. I feel like we live in a country where we're supposed to be free um, and we're supposed to be able to decide what we're going to do with our own bodies. And by the way, I think... I think women should be able to have abortions as well. Medical freedom means medical freedom to me. Um, you can't pick and choose what people can do with their bodies. Um, I'm for legalizing all the drugs and everything. So because it, when you le- make things illegal, it just creates crime. Um, that's just the way I see it. And so um, there's plenty of reasons to criticize the United States of America, but the two biggest ones being uh, slavery and the indigenous people of North America. Let's talk about the indigenous people first, I guess. I've already done an episode on this. It's called it's episode 21 called The White Man Stole This Land. It's also a song of mine. But um, basically, I'll just say this about the indigenous people of the United States of America on this episode and the way the United States handled it. It's a terrible thing. It was a terrible, it was a terrible, terrible thing. And I have a ton of respect for the indigenous people of the of North America and indigenous people all over the world, people who can live in harmony with with uh, the land. It's a very beautiful thing. And I think a lot of people in the United States of America these days would agree um, that that a genocide against a whole uh, population of people is a terrible thing. However, however, we have to remember if once you look into it more, that the native people of this of this of North America, were also killing each other. They were warring with each other all the time um, over food and land. Um, and they enslaved each other. Um, so it wasn't like it was something that was just happening, it, that happened in the United States of America. It was something that happened all over the world. And when the United States of America came along and said, hey, we're going to put the indigenous people on the reservations, at least it was a step in the right direction of like, we're not going to completely annihilate these people. We're going to give them a chance to have this place here. And again, I know the United States of America has, has been um, has not upheld their agreements with a lot of these tribes, and it's a terrible thing, and it needs to be fixed. It needs to be addressed because it's um, it's not cool, man. Anyway, that's how I feel about the indigenous populations, and um, I hope they continue to flourish in this country so we can all contribute to this country. Um, and so the issue of slavery... Um, I've been listening a lot to Dr. Thomas Sowell in the last few years. And if you don't know who he is, 
he's a uh, black African-American intellectual born and raised um, in Harlem, I, I believe. Um, and he was at first he became a Marxist. Um, and then now he he is um, he speaks out. He's like in his 90s and he speaks out about how slavery was just a fact of the world back in those days. It wasn't just African-Americans that were being enslaved. The, and in fact, he points out a lot of times, African-Americans were actually enslaving each other first before they came to the United States of America. And slavery was rampant everywhere. There was white people being enslaved in certain places. There was Asian people, Middle Eastern. It was everywhere. R- slavery was rampant back in those days, back in 1776 when this country was founded. As he points out, the first, according to him, the first slave owner in this country was actually black. You have to remember, before petroleum products, life was totally different. And in fact, I've heard it said by reputable sources that each of us now, in the modern world, lives a life that would have required each of us to have seven slaves to live this quality of life that we have now. Furthermore, with all of our technology, we probably are complicit in slavery even to this day. Human slavery probably most mostly in parts of Asia and Africa, um, South America, we are all complicit in slavery even now. So for us to judge what was happening, what, 250 years ago in 1776, um, to judge those people is really kind of unfair because in 250 years, we will be judged just as, as harshly um, or, or more so with all the things that we are currently doing. The United States of America was also one of the first countries to abolish slavery in the world, um, which is a great example as to why I think the um, the Constitution of the United States is so great, because it allows for improving. We can get better as things go on, so we can imp- we can get rid of slavery. We can help the indigenous people more and more as time goes on. Hopefully, I really hope so. These are, again, these are the two big issues. And the last thing I want to say before I play the Star Spangled Banner is that um, I think the MAGA movement, um, it has a lot of great things to it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not MAGA. I've never worn a Make America Great hat or shirt or whatever. But I don't judge those people either for doing that because I can understand the sentiment. We are all the change we want to see. And this country does have a lot of great qualities to it that would be nice to fix instead of just completely throwing it away. Just like we throw away everything nowadays. We we live in a disposable society where people used to stay married for decades, 50 years, 70 years, whatever. Because they came from a time, and I've heard this from older people say this, they came from a time when something broke, you had to fix it. We come from a time when if something breaks, we throw it away and get a new one. And when you talk about throwing away a whole country and, and its belief system, I think you get uh, into some very dangerous territory. Because what will happen, if you'll see what's happened in other countries who've done this. I think Venezuela is one of them. The USSR, which was Russia. Um, Cuba. These places, they think they're doing the right thing by like, okay, now we're going to just like just obliterate all this and then these people are going to move in and do the right thing. And it never happens. It's all of us have to be the change. Everybody has to contribute. And I think this is the best chance we have. The United States Constitution is the best chance that we have on the planet um, for everybody coming together and being the change they want to see and, and coexisting in a world. 
Um, and the MAGA people, the only real criticism I have of the MAGA people is sometimes they're too in your face with the American flags. Um, they, I think, um, Donald, they think Donald Trump is Jesus Christ, which maybe he is. I don't think so, but, um, I think they blindly follow Donald Trump a little too much, even though he's like promoting these MRNA injections, which I've been against for, since, since I first heard about him. Um, people still think he is the the savior and they blindly follow him a lot of people have reverse course with donald trump and said okay you know i used to like him now i don't i get that um but yeah the the make america great thing has some great people in it i'm not going to say that um and i got a lot of friends well i don't know if i have a lot of friends but i have some friends that are great people who are part of the movement and i that's cool man i'm not part of it i'm part of this movement right here i'm part of the united states of america and i'm part of a movement of just um, having re reasonable conversations with people if they want to have it. If you don't have a reasonable conversation, I won't do it. It's not really worth it to me. But if you want to hear what I have to say, I would love to hear what you have to say. And I would love to find common ground. And I think with that, um, I'm just going to end. I've been ranting for 20 minutes now. And I don't usually like these podcast episodes to be that long. But I think with that... Be the change you want to see, people. And here is the Star Spangled Banner. Twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight Oh, the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night that our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free And the home of the brave
All right. As usual, after my song, I usually tell a joke. I did not write this joke. It was sent to me by my friend Jan in South Carolina. Why should you not tell knock-knock jokes on the 4th of July? Because everybody knows freedom rings. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, if you like my work, please consider being a patron on Patreon or buying some merch on my website or sending me a tip through Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, or whatever else. I'll leave all the, the links in the description of this video and or audio. Thanks a lot, everybody. Hopefully I'll see you next week or the next week or two. I'm going to try to do this at least twice a month. See if I can keep it going this time. All right.